0: City of the Great King podcast with your host Tyler Sawatsky. That's me. Hello, good evening. How are we doing? Late November 2022, episode 26 26, 26,000. Wow, glad you are here on the CGK podcast episode. 26. You know, we are almost at 2023. Can you believe it? This Sunday begins Advent. By the way, Advent begins four Sundays before Christmas. And since Christmas this year is on a Sunday, this coming Sunday is four weeks prior to Christmas. So Advent is upon us. What an exciting time of year. I love the idea of Christmas. <laughs> Shocking take for a Christian to say. <laughs> I love how in right at the winter solstice was supposed to be the darkest time of the year. What is the darkest time of the year? Some of the coldest, at least in our part of the world. That is when we celebrate the arrival of new hope, of new joy, the arrival of life. The, yeah, the hope that we all look forward to. That's when we celebrate it. Out of darkness, light. Post-Tenobrox Lux. Out of darkness, light. Beautiful time to celebrate. Beautiful season. And the reason for my little intro there about Christmas. I'm titling this one, Important Update and Christmas Encouragement. And let's start with the update. But I ain't going out with some encouragement first. Here's the update. My life's crazy right now. It's crazy, you hear me? Got a lot of stuff going on. And so that means that I'm going to be taking a break for the rest of 2022. So this will be the final Tuesday upload for the rest of the year. And I will have more to say in January. And we'll see at that time what's going on. I probably have another class or two to upload that I usually do on the Thursday from the Sunday school class. So I'll have another I'll have another couple things to upload, but I won't be doing the Tuesday thing for the rest of the for the rest of the season. And then yeah, we'll circle back come come January. But first, before that, before we sign off for 2022, let's talk about Christmas for a bit. This past Sunday, I was I was preaching at the church at a Campbell Baptist, and I preach out of Genesis 18, which is an account where God and two angels, at first they're just called three men, they come near Abraham, and Abraham notices that these are not just ordinary men, and he invites them to stay to taste of his hospitality, and he lays out a feast before them, and he dines them with God he shows incredible hospitality to God and part of my closing in that sermon some of the application is that we are entering the season which is the best time of year to be hosts to be hospitable and we do it because the Lord in out of his graciousness came and comes To bring hospitality to us. And Christmas is when we celebrate that. The birth of Christ really is the penultimate point where God shows lowly people hospitality. Providing a gift at no cost. Letting us into his house. Treating us with undue respect and kindness. These are some of the greatest things that a host can do. And that's what God does for us. So at the birth of Christ, we have God's marvelous hospitality on display. And my challenge that I wanted to deliver to the congregation, and I'm echoing it a bit now, is that each one of us, in some capacity, whether you live with your parents still, you're off on your own, you're married with kids, whatever it is, we all have a home that we are in, and we all have a table. And for a lot of us, I think we are very good at accepting other people's hospitality. We will attend all sorts of family get-togethers this year. Many of us will. Some some have a tougher time of year, and that's where the church really gets to step in, which is part of the point. But we, will, we are very good at accepting other people's hospitality and attending their Hosting, being hosted by them. And so the challenge is we have a table, we have a home. How about we take on the challenge of being a host this year? I'm not saying host absolutely everything, but in response to God's gracious hospitality to us, I think every one of the saints who belong to God, which is all saints, they would benefit greatly from taking on a hosting role by showing hospitality and not just receiving it. Because what the Bible says is incredibly true, that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And it is a, I mean, you know how blessed it is to receive a good uh, Christmas party invite? Mmm, the food that they let, you don't even have to cook. You don't have to clean. Like, that's great. You just get to benefit. It's very blessed to receive. And yet, it's more blessed to give. And so, I want each one of us to think: How can we host one Christmas event this year? And if you really want to spice it up, don't just go to your regular favorite family, favorite cousins, uh, significant other. Um, try thinking of those who maybe you maybe could use being, being uh, hosted, somebody who is more on the fringes, somebody who doesn't have as much family to go to, or comes from a less than ideal background. So the challenge is to be a host this Christmas. I think each one of us would benefit greatly if we took the opportunity. Even if you start small, you don't have to host some 20 person thing. I even think about my, my own situation. I don't have a big house. I don't have, I don't have all sorts of ways to, to host people here but even but I have a porch. And so what I do every Lord's Day after evening service, I have one, two, sometimes three guys we come over, we sit on my porch and that is my hosting. I provide drinks, I provide snacks, whatever, and that is my hosting. It's small, it's inexpensive. We come into my house now cuz it's cold, but ideally we sit on a we sit on the porch. And it's a wonderful time of fellowship. It's amazing how powerful hosting is, showing hospitality is, and really it's a reflection, again, of what God does to us, what God gives to us. We pattern and mirror God's character and God's actions when we take the position of a host, and we provide hospitality, which is a very big mark of a Christian who is living by the conviction of the faith, and not just believing statements but it turns into action so be a host find ways to be a host another thing I want to do before um, going further there I found this article online and it was written by a woman named uh, name on the bottom? Lindsay Tollifson. Lindsay Tollifson is a homemaker out in Idaho is that the accent they have out in Idaho That's what I. That's how I figure they talk. I could be wrong. (laughs) Offended every single Idahoan who's listening. Is that their plural? (laughs) I don't know anything about Idaho. (laughs) Uh, Except this, this lady's from there, and she writes an article back in twenty nineteen. It's called "Entitled Children." So, she's going to write this in the direction of parents and children. But the principles of this go beyond that. So even if you don't have children, uh, there's going to be something here for you. The article is not too long, but I'm going to read the article in its entirety and I'll have it a um, link to it in the description. It goes like this: Christmas is just around the corner, which means the topic of purchasing gifts for children has been floating around my conversations. Minimalism has been on trend for the last few years, and many families have adopted the mindset of less is more when it comes to gifts. In Christian circles, this is often based on the philosophy that people don't want to create entitled children. I think what most parents mean by this is that they don't want to raise children who think they deserve everything. They don't want to raise greedy children. While nobody wants to nurture greed and selfishness, we should rethink our terminology when we talk about entitlement. In a very real sense, our children are entitled to the whole world, and they should know it. Let me explain what I mean. In Psalm 21.1, David writes, the earth, is the, the earth is the Lord's, and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Paul quotes this verse in 1 Corinthians 10.26 when he's talking about why it is lawful for him to eat meat sacrificed to idols. Even when the pagans try to give ownership of the meat to false gods, the meat still belongs to God. Earlier in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul tells us that we are sons and daughters of God. Quote, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty, End quote. 1 Corinthians 6.18 So we know that all things in the earth belong to God, and we know that we are his sons and daughters. Doesn't that mean that we inherit whatever belongs to our Father? Psalm thirty seven nine tells us that the ones who trust in God will inherit the earth, quote, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth, End quote. Paul confirms this inheritance again in 1 Corinthians 3:22. "Therefore let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come all are yours, and you are Christ's and Christ is God's." End quote. In this passage, Paul is rebuking the Corinthians for taking sides between him and Apollos. He encourages them to see themselves as workers for Christ. He tells them not to worry about what the wise in this world are saying, but to remember that they belong to Christ and that in him all things are yours. We participate in Christ's possession of this earth. Your children are part of this promise. You are raising princes and princesses in the kingdom of God. They are sons and daughters of God, and they get to inherit the earth and all its fullness. Make sure they know that. Make sure they know that in Christ we are entitled to the world. Of course, the path of inheriting the earth is a path of self sacrifice and humility and generosity, following after the example we have in Jesus. But he did all these things for the joy and the reward on the other side. As you teach your children not to be greedy, make sure you are teaching them to lay down their desires so that they can be raised with Christ. Tell them that when God asks us to wait, to lay down a desire, or to do without something that we want, it is only temporary. We have a future with Christ in the presence of God, where no righteous desire is left unfulfilled, where the whole earth is under his reign. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that line. We have a future with Christ in the presence of God, where no righteous desire is left unfulfilled, where the whole earth is under his reign. Whatever you choose to do this Christmas, whether you have gifts popping out of every corner, or you choose a simple three-gift method, don't give to your children in a spirit of stinginess. Every gift you give them is just a taste of what eternity with Christ will be like. Make the gifts taste like that. You are buying gifts for a child who will inherit the earth along with Christ. Make that the focus of your Christmas. That is the great news about Christmas, isn't it? That a king was born and that he came to make us sons and daughters too. Mimic this in any way you can. Don't let Christmas be anything other than a celebration of a king who rules over this material, tangible, visible world and who invites us to be part of that inheritance with him. Lindsay Tollefson, Idaho. That's a beautiful article. We get to inherit the earth with Christ. We approach a future where no righteous desire will not be fulfilled. And here's the great thing. When we are in glory, when we are in this future, all of our desires will be righteous. So every desire will be fulfilled. And we picture that in this time of hospitality, this time of gift-giving, this time of hosting. And so, mimic your king. Mimic your lord. Let people be around your table. Don't have an empty table this Christmas. Can you tell I love this season, by the way? Literally, as soon as I hit uh, the stop button on the recording, I'm going downstairs. I'm getting my fake little tree. That's all I have, sorry. I'm going to bring up my fake little tree, and I'm going to put it in the corner, put lights on it. Basically, I'm Christmas decorating tonight. It's a great season. And I'm going to look at my table, and I'm, going to, I'm, I'm thinking, who's going to be around that table this Christmas? It's not just going to be uh, the normals. It's not just going to be me. Or uh, We're going to find some people to put around that table. And I hope you do too. Let's mimic our Lord and show gracious hospitality. I'm going to close with a quote, again, out of Scripture. This is out of Luke chapter 2, which describes the birth of Jesus. And this is the scene where Jesus is presented at the temple. Um, he's being presented according to the law of Moses. There is a, uh, there's a particular man in Jerusalem whose name is Simeon, a righteous man, uh, picking up on verse 25. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, "'Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation.'" That you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. That is the testimony that we get to walk into, to align with, to celebrate. The one that is a light to the Gentiles and a glory to Israel, which is the uniting of God's covenant people, to all God's covenant people. This is a light. This is a glory for us. And so let us host with that glory in mind. Give good gifts to men as Christ gives good gifts to us. I want to thank you, everybody who has been listening for the past, oh, how long has it been? Like six months now? It's been a, it's been multiple months. I am signing off for 2022. As I said, there will be a couple more classes put up before the end of the year, but uh, this regular episode is done for now. And I hope to talk with you guys soon. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed as a patron. I very much appreciate that. God bless you. I hope you celebrate Christ heartily, cheerfully this Christmas season. Challenge you to have many around your table this year. Give good gifts to others. Praise God. Go in the nations. Bye-bye.